Welcome to the Keeping Kids Safe podcast. My name is Karen Cohn. I am the co-founder of the Zach Foundation for Children's Safety. This is your number one resource for all things related to your child's emotional, physical, and social well-being. Now I'd like to introduce my co-host and my friend, the executive director of the Zach Foundation for Children's Safety, Megan Ferraro. Hi, Megan. Hi, good morning, Karen. Hi, good morning, Megan. How are you? I'm well. I'm so excited to be celebrating the holidays. Yes, me too. Well, yes and no. (laughs) (laughs) I know, I know. It's a little crazy right now, you know, finalizing all of the the shopping I'm not worried about. That's not my issue this year. It's more about just all of the things on my plate. Right? I know. It's a lot. And just when you think you have everything written down, you don't. I know. I know. So we're recording this on a Monday morning and my daughter has like a progressive dress down day this last week going into Christmas break. So you know, one day she gets to wear Christmas tights and then the next day a Christmas tights and a sweater and then a Christmas tights sweater and headband. And then I'm like, none of the stuff from last year fits you. So now I have to go and, you know, come up with a whole theme for her last week of school. Oh, wow. <laughs> and not forget anything because she'll let me know if I did. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. And then what else happened to you this morning? What else did you need to get? Um, A palm-sized ornament for the Christmas tree at her school. Um, Teddy's making a gingerbread house. And in his folder that came home on Friday, which I'd never checked, it asked that I send in a bag of M&Ms and pull apart Twizzlers for use in decorating the gingerbread house. So just... Oh, great. You know, oh, and added to- and why didn't you check every single folder and be completely organized and have everything ready? Uh, honestly, I don't have an excuse. <laughs> because you have four children and a lot going on on the weekend. Yes, I know. <laughs> How about that? They're, well, yes, we had their live nativity on Friday night. That was what I did. I was like, I know I did something Friday night. What was it? It was so cute, actually. Charles and Teddy dressed up as angels and went into the manger with sheep and goats and ju- it was really cute actually oh, wow oh <laughs> that. so that's what i did friday night that's why i forgot to empty the folders <laughs> cuz you were racing around trying to get yes. ready to get them out of the house to go for their performance yes and they did a great job it was super cute oh that's really yeah. nice So yeah, we're here to talk to you about holiday safety tips, trying to help make sure that you have a safe, happy, and healthy um, holiday season, whether you're celebrating Hanukkah or Christmas or New Year's. We have lots of tips for you to keep in mind as you enjoy what is hopefully a really fun and relaxed holiday season. I know it's hard to use the word relaxed, but definitely parents... (laughs) And especially women need to make sure that they carve out time for the things that they enjoy and not just checking off boxes on our lists, right? Yes. Even if those boxes 
present themselves at seven o'clock the night the night before the kids need them, right? Like the pull apart Twizzlers. Right, exactly. <laughs> and the M&Ms. And the M&Ms. I mean, I feel like I always have M&Ms on hand, whether it's like a potty training tool or leftover from trick or treating, but the pull apart Twizzler sent me. <laughs> I was like, where am I going to find that? <laughs> I actually um, happen to have some leftover uh, mini Twizzlers from Halloween in my house, but, hidden away. But do they, do they pull apart? You know, I think they do. I wow. think they do, but I'm not, sh- to be honest, I'm not sure. <laughs> I think you can pull them apart. I'm not sure if th- it will be an even split. <laughs> yeah. Well, fortunate, fortunately for me, while Target was out of candy canes, they did have plenty of M&Ms and pull apart Twizzlers. So I was in good shape. No. Ow. All they had left were the hot tamale candy canes. Oh, yeah. Nobody I wouldn't wants those. <laughs> especially this is Teddy, right? So, or well, well, I am, um, along with my, one of my girlfriends, I'm chairing the Santa secret shop at the boys school this year. And so I wanted to give each boy a candy cane as they left. Um, but there were no candy canes to be found. So, so now I get to hunt for 200 candy canes. Oh my gosh. (laughs) They, I don't know about near you, but near us, we have some really good CVSs and um, the CVS near where my kids go to school, they have such a great selection. I already got oh. some candy canes from there. I used them already, but I got them. Good thinking. I'll have so. to go check, check that out during my lunch today. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So I, so yesterday, my 18 year old son wanted to put a fire in the fireplace and we have done this over the years. So I have shown him and my husband has shown him. And so he said, can I light one? And I said, sure. And I was watching him while he was doing it and going through all the steps and he did a great job. We wanted, obviously the first thing we needed to check was to make sure that the flue was open Mm-hmm. And so I checked that for him. It was open and then we had the fire going and all was well. But then I thought I should probably talk to him about what a safe fire and cleaning up after a fire looks like. And so I went downstairs and I said, so Henry, when should you clean out the ashes once your fire is done burning? How long should you wait from your fireplace? And he said, two hours. And I said, no, (laughs) it's actually two or three days and you definitely should not put it in an enclosed um, plastic bin because Mm -hmm. the ashes can also um, reignite. So I wanted to make sure I had that conversation with him. And I thought that it was really important for us to share that with our listeners as well today, because it's something important that your 18 year old could should learn but should also always remember yes that's a good a good tip and as you think about um fire safety and how it relates to the holidays there's such a good list that are um we found over over the last few days as we were preparing for this episode and actually state farm has a really great list of holiday safety tips and some of their fire prevention tips um are some obvious ones right like making sure you have a fire extinguisher close by and that you have your smoke detectors um are operating and 
this is just a tip from our family. My husband sets an, um, a reminder on his phone for once a month. And once a month, he goes around the house and automatically tests all the smoke detectors to be sure that they're working. So that's if you if you never remember to check to be sure that your smoke detectors don't need new batteries, just put a reminder on your phone and do it. He does it once a month. I don't know if that's more often than he needs to, but that's what he does. Um, and then, you know, ensuring that you um, are watering your Christmas tree. Um, and that it's not right near a heat source. So I even know some people go so far as to put humidifiers around their live Christmas trees to make sure that they don't dry out. Wow, I that's such done a good that. idea. I've never heard of that before. No, but humidifiers are so ugly. <laughs> well, you, you can, know, maybe you can hide it. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. So maybe, so maybe we'll try a plant or something. I don't know. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, so be sure that you're, you know, watering your Christmas tree and that, you know, when you're cooking, you're just being really mindful of, I don't know about you, but when I'm cooking for, especially for the holidays, there's just stuff stacked everywhere, different recipes that I'm making. There's things printed out or whatever. So just being really cognizant of your surroundings as you're cooking and that your surface is really clear and, and organized. Um, and the other thing that we did this year for the first time in our new home was decorating the outside of the house mm. and putting up, you know, Christmas lights and spotlights. And so my husband was talking to me about making sure that we didn't overload any of the outdoor outlets. So that was, I thought like, oh, a good tip from you. All right. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great tip. Um, yeah. Some outlets also have just the automatic um, uh, shutoffs um, on them. I don't know if you have them on your house or not. but oh, I don't know. They, so if it does get overloaded, it will just shut down and not turn back on. And actually uh, mine have that and they're so sensitive that oftentimes they shut off um, if it's raining. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. I know what you mean. Uh, I think some of ours have like a, like a plastic bubble. Oh, it almost looks oh, like to right. protect them yeah, from the rain. Yeah, to protect it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, so, and then one of the things I also want to mention about the tree is that I'm super um, careful and I worry about my tree going up in flames. And so I make sure that I turn off my lights every night. Actually, I have a timer and so mm -hmm. the lights shut off at midnight every night automatically. And then if we're going to be gone for an extended period of time, going to see family and friends on a weekend or whatever during the holiday season, I will just unplug them completely. That's smart. Yeah. And do you, I'm curious, do you use white lights or colored lights on your tree? White. Yeah, definitely mm -hmm. white. My husband would love to use colored lights, but I just, it's too much. I have one tree outside that I do multicolored mm -hmm. and the rest are all white. Yeah. But Same. I do like the multicolored ones. It's pretty. That's good. I don't, I don't like them really on my house, but that's just my, my preference. Your I don't know. My preference. husband disagrees with me. So. <laughs> right. I know. This year I won, but I'm sure now that he has the lay of the land knows how many lights we need. I right. can almost guarantee you that next year I'll have some colored lights outside, <laughs> which is fine. Marriage is a compromise. <laughs> That's right. And you can compromise by doing maybe one tree on the side of the house or something, which is what I do, but there's Perfect. no compromising. It's just, yeah. I decided to do it that way. 
<laughs> my well, when you're in charge, then you get really, to. Yeah, he doesn't mind either way. He's fine with whatever. That's good. <laughs> um, some of the other tips, and this is, you know, maybe more geared toward those of you that have little kids in the household or pets, you know, um, and, and the CPSC has been warning about these for some time, not only the small button batteries that are often found in toys. So parents, as you're putting together toys on Christmas morning or opening them up, um, during Hanukkah celebrations, oftentimes toys have these little tiny button batteries either in the toy themselves or in the remotes that look like something a child would want to swallow. It's they're about the size of a pea. Um, they're very, very dangerous and, um, often can require surgery to remove them if they're ingested or can cause some lifelong digestive issues, um, if they can't be removed. So really be careful about that. There's also a lot of toys that that have little tiny magnets. Another thing, if you have pets in the home, little kids in the home, really just remove those toys um, from your home. It's just not worth the risk. Um, and then we have a new puppy. So I did not realize that poinsettia plants are poisonous. <laughs> so not only do we need to worry about the button batteries and the little magnets, but also being sure that the plants that we have out are safe for everyone in the household. Oh my gosh. <laughs> the list goes on and on. Yes, it really does. <laughs> Although once you learn these things, it's not like it's stressful. It's just remembering. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. Um, and teaching your dog not to eat it. <laughs> <laughs> when you have a puppy, that's hard to do. <laughs> Yes, I am learning that. Oh. I am learning that. But we're, luckily, he's a happy, healthy puppy. So that's all that we care about. Oh, my gosh. Yes, that's for sure. So what about your holiday plans? What are you guys doing this year? How are you celebrating? So we are celebrating by, we are having um, family. We are getting together with my family for Christmas Eve. And I am okay. And so I'm excited. Nice. And do you have something special you like to make? What is the, on the menu? Yeah. So we always do the same thing, which, um, is with my family, uh, lasagna and meatballs and, and pasta for the kids with salad and garlic bread, uh, and for dessert, some kind of chocolate cake and, cannolis italian cannolis that sounds so good <laughs> and so we pretty much do the same thing every year and i sent out the menu the other day to my sisters and my mom and every no one's changing it it's just staying the same <laughs> they're like yay lasagna <laughs> lasagna so again but Yum. it's good it's a delicious menu so that's what we're doing yeah that's good. And it's probably a little bit easier to be prepared ahead of time with that menu. You, you know, it's such a busy night for moms in particular. So not having to, I don't know, roast a, some type of meat or whatever that you have to pay attention to. That's, I right. think that is so smart. Yeah. So it's good. And the kids are happy with that. So it definitely works. Adults and kids alike are happy. Good. So, and it's just nice to be with everybody. We were with my husband's family for Thanksgiving. So we're celebrating 
Christmas with mine. That's fun. That's great. Nice not to have to travel either. Yes, I know. It is nice. Great. Good. And then um, for my family this year, it sounds like I'm hosting Christmas Eve. Um, Mm -hmm. So I'll be... I, I'm supposed to be doing the seven fishes, right. <laughs> which is a big, um, which is a big investment of time. So I was trying to brainstorm how I could do it in a, a like a, like how I could cheat. Like I could do <laughs> I know. shrimp cocktail, right? And like things that are already prepared, <laughs> right? Shrimp cocktail, crab cakes. And, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I'll get away with that, but that's, I'm hoping. How many things do you actually need to cook? I think you normally said that Larry does that, right? No, I don't oh. know. Somehow I, d- he does a lot of cooking in our house, but I usually do the holiday cooking. So usually do the seven fishes. I thought you told me that, that he did, but one year. Maybe but- that was, maybe one year I was pregnant. He, maybe he took, took over if I was like, that's disgusting. But normally I'll do like, um, like a chipino where I can put a lot of fish in. Mm-hmm. Um, but this year I was like <laughs> crab cakes, shrimp cocktail, raw oysters, caviar. Like I was really going through a list of things where I could just not, not have, have to, to cook. Right. Yeah. So Actually, that we'll sounds see like a that... good, I like that list. I know. And with four little kids that are going to be excited for Santa, I'm going to have my hands full. Yeah. Stone crabs from Florida. Yeah. <laughs> I think that sounds good. That sounds good. You can order them and have them shipped up frozen. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Merry Christmas to my husband and my mother-in-law. Exactly. <laughs> Your Christmas gift is this Christmas Eve dinner. Here you go. <laughs> um, so, and we have been just trying so hard to make sure our elf on the shelf is happy in the house. Mm. Um, and that's been, that's a lot of work, that elf. That elf. Oh, how many nights that my kids were. Wait, why is the elf still in the same place? Ah! So I go running. What are you talking about? It's not in the same place. Yes. No. Yes. And then I said, oh, I think I closed the flue to the chimney so he couldn't get out. That must be what happened. Oh my that gosh. was the actual excuse that I used because two nights in a row, I forgot to move it. And I have a good reason why (laughs) it was really windy and our house, it sits up higher. And so when it's windy, it's really noisy. Mm. Um, and so, and I actually was hearing things in the house and I thought it was the kids like coming down. You know, I kept being afraid to move the elf because I thought the kids were coming down, but it was really just the wind making so much noise. Oh my gosh. Um, so my excuse to them, I was like, I must have closed the flu. That's probably why he couldn't get out. Oh, no. Oh, my God. So you do have to really be organized or be good at coming up with a quick excuse. Exactly. I know. And the kids are so so smart, and they will ask the the question you think they're not going to come up with anyway. Oh, yeah. Especially my teddy. He's a thinker. Right. Exactly. Oh, I love that. Yeah. So cute. So anyway, as we're thinking about Christmas and New Year's, I was wondering about New Year's resolutions. Do you have any resolutions for either yourself or the Zach Foundation? So one of the ones that 
we talked about before is working on our getting our Zach camps up and running full on again this year uh, in or next year, rather this year, we were fortunate enough to have one and we realized one that we wanted to take another look at them and maybe update them and come up with some better solutions around some of the programming that we have. And so that of course is part of it. And then just, it felt so good to be around the boys and girls club kids and in the, you know, physically in the boys and girls clubs again, that hopefully we can get more of those back up and running this year as the boys and girls clubs return to somewhat more normal schedules. Yes, that's exciting. It's going to be a great year for the Zach Foundation and for all the different layers of programming we have going on. It's it's going to be a great 2023. And how about you personally? Do you have some New Year's yes. resolutions? For me personally, I am really looking forward to trying to focus a little bit more on myself now that we're settled in our new home and the kids are a little bit older. Charles is going to be three soon. I'm hoping to be able to really carve out dedicated time for myself, whether it's to exercise or to read or to meet up with friends or just to take care of myself. I know if I do that, I'll be a better mom and a better wife and better friend, all the things. So that is something I'm really going to try to be conscientious about this year. Right. And it's so important to, and we could probably have an entire episode on this, but it's so important to, you know, to be, you don't want to be called selfless. You know, you want, you have to take, we all have to take care of ourselves. And of course, when we take care of ourselves and give ourselves the space to evolve and grow, then we're just better, happier humans all around. So true. My sister said to me the other day, I don't know how you do it. It's so incredible. All these giving me all these compliments about how great it is that I do all these things. And I was like, I have to be honest with you. And I'm saying this to you because you're a younger mom. There are no prizes. There are no prizes. There are no rewards. There are no awards. There's, I mean, the rewards are the happiness of your children, but at the end of the day, there's no, there are no stickers for all the things that, you know, we take on. So be like judicious about how much you take on and, and, and only do the things that are really important to you and that you think are going to have a big impact in your, your life or your kids' lives. Right. And be honest with yourself on what, you know, how much you can take on, because if you want your kids to be happy and healthy, you need to be happy and healthy. Mm -hmm. You need to model that for your family. It's important. Yes. So true. How about you? What personal goals do you have for yourself this year? I know that's such a good question. I haven't full, there was something that came up the other day. I haven't fully thought through completely yet, but really, you know, of course I have been on this journey for taking care of myself. But for me, as I think through, um, my life is going through some changes, you know, as a mom, my second child is now going to be going off to college in the fall. And so 
Uh, I have two graduations coming in 2023. I have a college graduation and I have a high school graduation. And so I'm going to be getting, having more time for myself. And what does that mean for me? So I'm starting to think about what would make sense for my career. Am I, I have to figure out that's really what my resolution will be to figure out, am I going to go, am I going to go back to school? Am I going to get another degree that I don't have a specialty in because my nonprofit work was not the career path I started off on, uh, in my twenties and and thirties, early thirties. So, um, am I going to go back to school? I'm definitely going to be actually tomorrow. I'm going to be signing up for, um, a physical challenge, which also will come with some, um, mental challenges as well. I'm going to be signing up for the 29029 Everesting, which is um, 29,029 feet is actually the height of Mount Everest. And so there is this program that has been started by um, someone. It's really like a friend of a friend of mine. And she and I are going to go to one of the locations and we're going to climb 29,029 feet. It's just going up a mountain multiple times. And it's been held in Stratton, Vermont, but now it's expanded to to, to some other locations. And so I'm doing that next September. Exciting. That's so cool. I know. I'm definitely, that will definitely be taking me out of my comfort zone for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we can't wait to follow along and hear how your training goes and how it is it, it's not a race, how the, I mean, I guess it is a race, but okay. I'm just going to be finishing because finishing. you do only have, I think it's honestly, is it 48 hours? It's over a weekend. I forget exactly how many hours it is. Okay. Um, and so, yeah, so I have to be able to complete it in that, um, limited amount of time. And you okay. could even have the opportunity to hike during the night because you're doing one hike over and over and over. And depending on which hike it is at which mountain, sometimes you have to do it eight times in a row. Sometimes you have to do it 12 times. And some wow. people don't even sleep during the night. They just go through. And I definitely want to do one of the hikes during the night, but I also do, cause I think that will be really cool, but mm-hmm. I also know that I'm going to need to sleep. So, yes. um, and I'm excited to do it with some friends. That's so cool. I can't wait to hear about that. So, yeah. So yes. Um, as we come into the holiday season, lots of things to be thinking about and, um, important way to start the new year. It is now. How about some parting words for our listeners as we close up season two of keeping kids safe? Oh, Wow. Well, we hope that we have provided some interesting conversation and some important safety tips that you have learned for your families. And we hope that you'll give us some constructive constructive and productive feedback on things that we can improve for next year because we want our podcast to be more valuable to our listeners. And we hope that you all have a safe and healthy And most importantly, happy holidays. Yes. Thank you for being along for the ride with us and for being a part of our journey. And have a wonderful, healthy, happy, and safe New Year and Christmas and Hanukkah and any other holiday that I may have missed. (laughs) 